0: Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Happy summer. I think it's officially summer for just about everybody out there. Hopefully you have some fun plans coming up. Maybe a Disney trip. I don't know. Wishful thinking, maybe. I'm always hoping people have Disney trips planned. I don't, but hopefully you do. Actually, that's not true. I do have one for August, so I guess it's really not that far away. It's going to go fast, right? Summer's going to fly by. That's what I keep telling myself, but it's only June, so here we go. Um, Not a ton of Disney news happening right now. Everybody is anxiously awaiting for Disneyland to announce the dates for Halloween time, specifically the Oogie Boogie Bash. So tickets went on sale last year mid-July. So I think it was July 13th that tickets for Oogie Boogie Bash went on sale last year. So people are kind of anticipating it will be... same timeline this year, but we don't have dates yet. So I have lots of people who are waiting on pins and needles to book their fall Halloween time Disneyland vacations, but they just want to know dates for Oogie Boogie Bash first. Then after we have dates, we can have that whole crazy everybody trying to get tickets at the same time fiasco that happened last year I'm sure it will happen again this year and everyone will get to enjoy all that stress and anxiety trying to secure tickets to Oogie Boogie Bash that's just what we do (laughs) I think it's worth it though if you're considering it at all I've got some great information on my website all about Halloween time at Disneyland what you can expect what's included with your park ticket All of the festivities that happen and also information on the Oogie Boogie Bash. So I'll put a link to that in my show notes so you can check it out if you're considering visiting Disneyland during Halloween time. Also, I don't know if this is news, but I did make myself some new podcast art. So I had my logo on there before, which I really liked, but I didn't feel like it really um, spoke about what my podcast was about. Spoke about? That doesn't make any sense. It didn't really tell somebody who was just glancing what my podcast was about. And I think this does a better job. It's a little more personal. I have my picture on there, which I don't love, but I do think it's a little more personal. And hopefully it gives people an idea of what this podcast is about just from one glance. That's my hope anyway. But anyway, I kind of liked it. Maybe you noticed it. New podcast art. So I'm excited about that. Although I don't know if you can call it news. It's news for me. (laughs) Today we have a new episode in my Once Upon the Time series all about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I'm really excited about it. Did you know that Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is basically a haunted attraction? We are riding around in haunted mine car trains that speed us all throughout the whole mountain and it's pretty exciting. So I have so much fun information to share with you all about the history and the storytelling behind Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I hope to be able to share with you lots of things that you had no idea about so the next time you're riding the attraction that you can understand things from maybe a little bit different perspective, notice things you've never noticed before, and I think it's going to be really fun. But before we get to all the big Thunder Mountain Railroad fun, I want to read a review that I got on my podcast. I love sharing these with you, and I hope that it shows you guys how much I appreciate these reviews when I get them. They make me so happy. They really help me grow, and it just lets me know that you guys appreciate what I'm doing, which really is so helpful and makes me feel so thankful because I sit here and I talk into a microphone. It's like I'm just talking to myself. So when I get um, these reviews or your DMs about my podcast episodes, it makes me feel like I'm actually talking to real people and not just talking to myself, and I appreciate that so very much. This review comes from... Sarah Fairy Godmother. It says, I always love listening to this podcast. The sound quality and speed are great, and her voice is nice and relaxing to hear. I always learn about the latest Disney Park news. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Sarah Fairy Godmother. I really, truly appreciate it. And if you feel so inclined, please subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate and review it. That would be amazing. You guys really are the best. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll jump right into Once Upon a Time Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mixin' Some Magic. If you're visiting Disneyland anytime between now and the end of the year, now's the time to Book tickets. There's rumors out there that Disney's going to raise prices. These rumors are always out there, but they're usually true. Disney often raises their ticket prices. So if you are planning a visit soon, you might as well just get your tickets now so you can lock in the lower prices. That way you are ready to make your park reservations 120 days in advance as soon as you can, and you lock in lower tic- pr- ticket prices. So if Disney raises prices, doesn't matter to you because you're already locked in at the lowest price. I know that Halloween time is going to be incredibly popular at Disneyland this year. Hotels are already booking up for the fall. So if you're planning on visiting, please book your hotel For the fall, for your fall vacation as soon as possible. The best deals are already almost gone, and you don't want to get stuck paying for a high priced hotel when you could have gotten a really good deal. So, I want you to check out my friends at Getaway today. They have the best prices on park tickets, they're always discounted off the gate price, and they have great deals on hotels too. Plus, if you're buying a package with tickets and a hotel you can use my code msm10 to save an additional ten dollars they have layaway plans amazing customer service they really care about you and your vacation i've talked to these people i'm friends with these people and really their love for their customers shines through in everything they do so make sure you check them out when you are ready to book your disney land or disney world vacation or even a disney cruise they do it all they're amazing. I'll put a link to them in the show notes so you can check them out. Howdy, partners. For your safety, remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the train and be sure to watch your kids. If any of you folks are wearing hats or glasses, best remove them because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. I thought that was the very best way to kick off this Once Upon a Time series all about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So Big Thunder Mountain Railroad opened September 2nd, 1979. Construction on the attraction began in 1977, and Big Thunder Mountain replaced the Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland attraction. But before it was a Nature's Wonderland attraction, it was actually an attraction called Rainbow Caverns Mine Train. So from 1956 to 1959, it was called the Rainbow Caverns Mine Train. And it was an attraction train tour through the Old West. This wasn't like a wild roller coaster style train, just a slow moving train that took you on a tour through the Old West. Later, this attraction became the Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland, and that ran from 1960 to 1977. And although Walt Disney did not come up with the idea for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, he absolutely loved the American Southwest, and he loved Frontierland, and he loved the Rainbow Mines Cavern Train. And so that's what inspired some of Disney's Imagineers to create kind of this version of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad that we have today. Tony Baxter is the Imagineer who is credited with the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad attraction, and he found his inspiration for the facade of the attraction in Bryce Canyon, Utah. He loved all of the unique shapes of the hoodoos and the colors, and he wanted to use it to create the backdrop for Big Thunder Mountain. The attraction reuses some of the old animatronics from the mine train through Nature's wonderland which is kind of cool but it also has a bunch of artifacts like real picks and shovels and wagon wheels and mining equipment that they found in abandoned mines in nevada colorado minnesota and wyoming so disney was able to acquire these actual mining tools and put them into the ride which i thought was really cool Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is 104 feet high and was made using 6,500 tons of steel beam rods and mesh, 4,675 tons of cement and sand, and 4,000 gallons of paint to create the realistic looking rock work. Now, if you're interested, and some of you may have already noticed this, but you can find a quarter scale design model that was used while they were designing the attraction. It can be found in the Disneyland Hotel's Frontierland Tower lobby. So if you want to check this out, you don't have to be a hotel guest. You can go into the lobby of the Frontierland Tower and check it out, which is pretty cool. The roller coaster is 2,671 feet long with three hill lifts and the top speed of 35 miles per hour. Now the ride can operate with up to five trains on the track at a time and each train can fit approximately 30 guests per train. This attraction cost $16 million to make back in 1977, and each train has its very own name, which I never realized until I was doing research for this episode. There's six trains, and their names are UB Bold, and it's the initials like the letters U.B Bold, You Are Daring, I Am Fearless. You are Courageous, I am Loco, and I be Hardy. Those are the names of the six trains, and you can bet I'm going to start paying attention to which train I am riding next time I'm in the parks. The entire attraction lasts three minutes and 21 seconds approximately, and you do need to be 40 inches to ride. All right, this ride has quite a lot of backstory and storytelling that I don't know is always completely... Obvious. There were lots of things when I was doing research for this episode that I read about, and then I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. I didn't pick that up from being in line in the queue. And maybe it's because I haven't really been paying close attention to it, but I don't think that the storytelling for this attraction is as in your face as some of the other. Disney Park attraction storytelling. So here is the legend of Rainbow Ridge. Once upon a time, there was this little town called Rainbow Ridge, and there's lots of myths and legends that surround it. And Rainbow Ridge is where Big Thunder Mountain is located. So this information that I'm going to read to you comes from the Disney Parks blog. It's from a 2019 article by Michael Ramirez. So let me tell you what he says about the legend of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Legend has it that after gold was discovered in the 1860s, mysterious happenings started to occur once the large boom of gold rush miners turned to greed, including trains that operated on their own. Many of these ghostly tales went a long way in keeping the area uninhabited for such a long time. Today, in the late 1880s, the Big Thunder Mountain Mining Company is still in operation, but its once glorious past is shrouded by the mystery behind the caves. Thus, the town of Rainbow Ridge's population has decreased significantly, from 2,015 people to just 38 people and is now considered a ghost town. So basically, from that and other things that I've read, the story is that there was a little town called Rainbow Ridge, and in the 1860s, then somebody struck gold and of course this caused a huge commotion and bunches of miners came to the town and they started mining Rainbow Ridge and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad they were finding tons of gold and people started to get greedy and once they started getting greedy then crazy things started happening there were earthquakes and all these natural disasters and lightning storms and equipment failures and soon they started to find less and less gold and about that time then some of the mine trains started to move on their own and drive themselves around the mountain and when that happened they weren't finding gold crazy things were happening so most of the people abandoned the town so now when we're experiencing the attraction the time is the 1880s Rainbow Ridge has been mostly abandoned, it's now considered a ghost town, and here we are to check out Big Thunder Mountain, and we are going to ride on one of these mine trains that is supposedly abandoned and drives by itself. So we're going to take a tour around Big Thunder Mountain, and hopefully we avoid any of the dangerous mines, because they are still mining right now, but hopefully we're going to avoid that and just take a tour of Big Thunder Mountain Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain Mountain. Yep, that's right. So that's kind of the backstory, which I didn't realize 100% as I was just standing in line. So I was interested to learn all of that more specific backstory for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So let's start with the attraction. We've waited in line, and now we're going to get on to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And when we first start our start off, we're going to head into a cavern that has stalactites and stalagmites and some rainbow colored pools of water. And this is kind of a throwback to the old attraction. What was it called? I can't remember. Nature's Wonderland. I have it written down and I had to read it specifically every time. (laughs) I can't find it anymore, but you know what I'm talking about. The Mine Train into Nature's Wonderland. So it's interesting that they have the rainbow colored water maybe that's why the town is called rainbow ridge that could be and we keep going up the hill there's a little waterfall and my favorite thing to do no matter who i'm with is to reach my hand out touch the water get a tiny little handful and then throw it at the person next to me or in front of me or behind me as long as i know them i'm not throwing water on strangers but it's just something fun i like to do my kids anticipate it now And it's fun. It's kind of my thing. Everyone has their thing. Throwing water at people (laughs) on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is my thing. So if you ever ride with me, expect to get some water thrown at you during that portion of the ride. On the second lift, it's probably the most famous hill of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. You'll see a sign, if you're paying close attention, that warns you of blasting ahead says danger blasting area ahead it's at this point that you're going to see some rattlesnakes and some skunks throughout the whole attraction if you're paying close attention you'll be able to see some animatronics the possums are my favorite there's one point where you come around a little corner I think it's right after this lift and there's these little possums that fall off their little tree but they're hanging on by their tail so if you look up just a little bit you'll be able to see that but anyway at the top of the second lift is the famous goat that's holding a stick of dynamite in its mouth so this some people call this goat hill and this goat is incredibly famous there's even t-shirts with the goat on it and maybe you've heard about it but everybody's obsessed with the goat stare so what this is is supposedly you can stare at this goat as you whip around the corner at the top of the hill the the train turns to the right and so as you whip around you're supposed to stare at the goat and kind of turn your body so that your body is looking at the goat too facing the goat not that your body's looking at the goat you know what i mean So you're turned to face the goat, your eyes are looking at the goat, and you keep your eyes on the goat for as long as you possibly can as you're whipped around this corner. And supposedly, this helps you feel the G-force a little bit more. Some people have described it as feeling like they're being flushed down a toilet. And... Word on the street is that it works very best if you're towards the back of the train. 15th row, the very back, it works the very best. Now, I've tried this in lots of different rows, even the 15th row, and I don't think I'm doing it incorrectly because i it's not really that complicated, but I don't get the same enjoyment out of it that other people do. Some people get really excited about it. It's their favorite thing to do, favorite part of the ride. Um, I just don't get it. It doesn't really do that much for me. Sometimes I feel a little something. Other times I'm like, maybe that made me feel a little sick. I don't know. Anyway, it's worth trying seeing what you think. If you're prone to motion sickness, then maybe this is not the right thing for you. But for everybody else, give it a try. Let me know what you think. I don't find it that thrilling, but I know people who absolutely love love it and it is their favorite favorite thing. So, let me know what you think. I would be really interested to hear your opinion on the goat stare. All right, we go around some twists and turns, all kinds of excitement, and then we're in we find ourselves inside a cave which is also The third hill that we're going up and as we're going into this cave, then you're going to see lots of red glowing lanterns and warning signs that they're blasting. So you kind of get the impression that maybe we shouldn't be there because it looks like this is an active mine tunnel. Now, if you keep your eyes to the left, you'll notice that one of the lanterns has knocked down and has broken and it has lit some of the dynamite charges and you can see that they are now lit and active and it is starting to blow up the cave. So as we're going up this hill, we're hearing explosions. We're seeing fire. There's tons of smoke. And if you pay close attention, then you can actually smell the fire. This is a new thing that they've added recently but you'll be able to smell the fire and just as you think the whole tunnel is going to cave in then we whip out of that tunnel and we've barely made it out of big thunder mountain alive there's a few more exciting twists and turns and then we're going to pass by the skeleton of a t-rex we actually kind of go right through its rib cage not through completely because it's just kind of half of a skeleton of a t-rex sticking out of the mountain And there's also, if you look to the right, there's a dinosaur egg. Kind of like a fossilized dinosaur egg sitting there too. Now the T-Rex is always kind of like a, I don't know, I guess I don't really understand it. I guess that the miners uncovered a T-Rex while they were mining and blasting. I kind of feel like this should have been a bigger story to the miners. I mean, they probably could have gotten some money from that once the gold ran out. Maybe there's other dinosaur bones around there. I don't know. Was there a lot of T-Rexes being discovered back in the 1800s? Maybe there were. Maybe it wasn't that impressive. But I don't know. I kind of feel like the miners missed an opportunity by uncovering the rest of this T-Rex. Maybe selling it to a museum. Things like that. Because it looks like it's in pretty good shape. But anyway, right after you pass the T-Rex, then you start slowing down and you find yourself in the town of Rainbow Ridge. Now, the town uses forced perspective to make it seem bigger. Not the town, but the Imagineers used forced perspective when they created the town to make it seem bigger. Although, when you are in the train... And right next to it, it just looks like a little tiny town. But when you're standing in the queue and look up at just the town, then you can kind of see it looks bigger than it actually is. So while you're there in front of the town, if you pause for a few minutes, I mean, sometimes you're a little backed up and you have to sit there for a minute. But if you are stopped there before you are taken to the exit, then you'll hear a telegraph, a piano, and some people in the saloon. So right after that, you exit the attraction and you are on your way. But I wanted to talk about a few things that you can notice next time you are on the ride or in the attraction. So if you're on the ride, when you're not on the ride, when you're in the line, then you'll see this mine shaft kind of in the middle of the line and there's levels on it. It says level 11, 12, 13, and 14, and 13 is crossed out because we all know that 13 is bad luck. So it seems like the miners were doing everything they can to have some good luck here in Rainbow Ridge. Maybe they were hoping for more gold. Maybe they were trying to keep the spirits away that are driving their trains. I'm not sure, but it seems like they were a little superstitious. Now if you're really paying attention on the ride or as you're getting off the exit, Take a look right after the dinosaur, right after the giant T-Rex, right after his rib cage, kind of back behind it on the ground, there is a sign post that says exit. And then underneath that, there's several signs pointing different directions. And if you read these signs, they say Rainbow Ridge, Tumbleweed, Grizzly Gulch, and Thunder Mesa. And then they say how far away they are from that point. Now, each of these, interestingly enough, represents one of the other Disney parks that has a big Thunder Mountain Railroad attraction. So there's only four of them. There's Anaheim, Florida, Paris, and Tokyo. So the sign says Rainbow Ridge, 76, mi- or 76 feet, which is right where we are. We're in Rainbow Ridge in Anaheim. Then there's one that says Tumbleweed, which is in Florida. That's the name of the town. the Big Thunder Mountain attraction is located in in Florida and that is 2,496 miles away from Rainbow Ridge. Then it says Grizzly Gulch which is located in Paris. That is 11,743 kilometers away and the last one is Thunder Mesa which is located in Tokyo and that is 9,258 kilometers away which I think is pretty cool that they went to that kind of detail. Like unless somebody pointed it out to you, you wouldn't know what any of those things meant or unless you did a little search on Google, but it's just such a fun little detail that the Imagineers put in there. Now, while you're in the line and on the attraction, you're gonna hear all kinds of sounds. You're gonna hear the train whistle, which is not actually coming from the train. It's just part of the soundtrack that is playing. The trains don't have whistles, which I really didn't even think of that. But they don't. And you'll hear the goat when you're right next to the goat on the attraction. You'll hear coyotes and wolves. And the sound on the ride were actually so good that sound engineers recorded them and used them on the mind chase scene in the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom movie. So if you go back and watch the mind chase scene, pay close attention to the sounds, and they are going to sound awfully familiar to you and that's because they are the same sounds that are used in Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at Disneyland. There are a couple of horseshoes on the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad attraction and they're hanging in different ways. So one is facing up like a U and the other is upside down. So I thought it would be fun to do a little research into what the different beliefs are in horseshoes and What hanging them different ways means. Now, I think all of us know that horseshoes are considered lucky, but there are different beliefs as to why the horseshoes are lucky. So, this is what I found out. That most people seem to agree that old horseshoes are better at bringing luck than new ones because old ones have been protecting horses for a long time. And since the oldest instance of horseshoes symbolizing luck can be traced back to Ireland, their version of this story is the most popular. So here's the Irish legend. According to Irish legend, blacksmith named St. Dunstan was making horseshoes when he was visited by the devil. It is said that the devil had hooves himself and came to the blacksmith in disguise, wanting the blacksmith to make him some horseshoes. But the blacksmith recognized the devil and nailed hot horseshoes to his hooves. After suffering terrible pain, the devil asked that the horseshoes be removed. The events that happened next differ. The main version of the story says that the blacksmith told the devil that he would remove the shoes only if he promised to never visit a house with a horseshoe hanging above the door. Some think that 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 after enduring so much pain, the devil ran away every time he saw a horseshoe. Either way, people began hanging horseshoes above the door as a way to keep the devil out and bring good luck to anyone who lives there. Now, many people believe that the correct way to hang a horseshoe is to face it up. So it's like a U. And this is because supposedly all of the luck is supposed to collect in that U and stay with you. So if you hang a horseshoe above your door facing upwards, then it will collect luck and good, bring good fortune to you. Now, on the opposite side of the spectrum, if you hang it the other way, some people say that it does the opposite. It's not facing the correct way, so all the luck pours out. It's kind of a bad omen, and there's no good fortune coming your way because the horseshoe isn't holding any of it in for you. That's what they say. So anyway, if you pay attention, on the very first lift as you're going into or the very first tunnel as you're going into big thunder mountain railroad there's a horseshoe hung right above the tunnel and it's facing up in the u-shape the lucky shape and then again as you are going into the third lift where you're entering the big cavern with the explosions you'll see a horseshoe hanging there if you're paying attention and it's upside down so i'm guessing that this means our luck has run out and it's time that we get off of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad because bad things are going to start happening. I love that little detail. Such a fun thing. And who knew about horseshoes? Maybe you did. Maybe it's common knowledge, but I had no idea. If you are into looking for hidden Mickeys, there's a one hidden Mickey that's very well recognized on this ride. If you're going up the second lift, the same one that has the goat at the top, then you'll find three giant cog wheels that position are position to form an upside down Mickey so keep your eye out for that and there's people who say that this ride is better during the day and people who say this ride is better at night I'm of the opinion that the attraction is the very best at night and I love riding it both ways I usually try to rope drop big thunder mountain and then I try to ride it again once it's dark I'll often save my genie plus lightning lane and not redeem it for that attraction until after dark because I love riding it at night, especially when you're in the tunnel with the explosions. Everything is just really lit up and I really enjoy it at night. So if you have the chance, try it both ways. See what you think. I'd love to know. This is a great attraction for kids who are just experiencing their very first roller coasters because it really isn't too wild and you get to sit right with your parents. You're in the same seat. You're sharing a seat so you can get your kid right up close to you, put an arm around them, really hold on to them, make them feel safe. And if you're interested in a smoother ride, then you should ask to sit closer to the front. That ride won't be nearly as wild. And if you want more of a wild ride, then sit farther back in the train. Those are my couple little tips. Now I did want to talk about kidney stones and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Have you heard about this? This is actually a scientific thing. This article is from Live Science. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but there's tons of articles just like it. And it says, researchers found that riding Big Thunder Mountain Railroad roller coaster at Disney World could help ease the passage of small kidney stones, according to the new study. Kidney stones are hard masses of minerals that form in the kidneys. They can range in size from a tiny grain of sand to, in extreme cases, the size of a golf ball. Holy cow. Patients with kidney stones don't always need treatment because the stones can pass out of the body on their own, but the process of passing them can be quite painful. The authors of a new study published in the Journal of American Osteopathic Association noticed that several of their patients had reported passing kidney stones after going on the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad roller coaster at Disney World in Florida. In one instance, for example, a man told the doctors that he passed a stone after three consecutive rides on the roller coaster, according to the study. Studying this phenomenon required a bit of ingenuity from the researchers. To test the effects of riding a roller coaster with kidney stones, they created a 3D model of a kidney that could be taken along for the ride, concealed in a backpack, of course. In the experiment, the researchers placed three real kidney stones and some urine in the model kidney. The kidney stones were different sizes. The researchers took the model kidney on the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad roller coaster 20 times. They experimented with the position of the different sizes of kidney stones in different parts of their kidney model. And on one ride, for example, the largest stone was placed in the upper part of the kidney. On another, the larger stone was placed in the middle of the kidney. Ultimately, each stone was placed in each location of the kidney for at least one ride. The researchers noted that one aspect of the experiment that they could not control was where they sat on the roller coaster. Indeed, seat assignment on the roller coaster was random and determined as a function of place in the waiting li- in function of place in the waiting line, they wrote. But seat assignment turned out to be important. When the researchers were seated in the rear car of the roller coaster, the kidney stones regardless of their size or location in the kidney passed nearly 64% of the time according to the study. When the researchers sat in the front of the roller coaster however the stones passed only about 17% of the time the researchers found preliminary studies find pre, the preliminary studies findings support the anecdotal evidence that a ride on a moderately intense roller coaster could significantly benefit patients with small kidney stones uh is that so interesting can you imagine if you were there while they were testing it i guess they hid the fake kidneys with urine in their backpacks, but that's so funny. And I guess they've only tested it at Disney World, but maybe it works at Disneyland too. My guess would be yes. But you gotta sit in the back of the train. So there you have it. There's actually could you think you could use your like use that to write off your Disney trip with your insurance? Maybe they'd cover it. You're like, listen, I have kidney stones, I gotta get to Disneyland Gotta ride Big Thunder Mountain. There's actually scientific evidence that's backing me up on this. I don't know. Might be worth a try. I'd try anything to get to Disneyland. (laughs) One last thing I want you to notice as you're exiting the ride across from the attraction. So you gotta go across the walkway. You'll see a boarded up mine shaft with a little track going into it and it says, Abandon Mine, Keep Out. Now this is from the old attraction, Nature's Wonderland, which is that little mine train car. There's the little gentle train ride that I was talking about at the beginning. And it kind of still fit in with the whole theme of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So when they were doing the retheming and changing things up, They just left it there because it fit in so well. So there's a little piece of Disney history sitting right there that I'm sure most people don't even notice as they're walking by, but it is still pretty cool. I hope you learned something new today that will make it a little bit more fun next time you ride Big Thunder Mountain Railroad or if you're riding it for the first time. I really enjoyed learning about all of this and putting it all together. It's so much fun to do these once upon a time storytelling shows about the attractions at Disneyland. So if you have an opinion about which one I should do next, send me a DM on Instagram. I'll put a link in the show notes. Let me know which attraction I should do next for my Once Upon a Time series. I think we should listen to a little bit of Big Thunder Mountain Q music as we head out doesn't that sound like a good idea? I think so. Let's do it. All right. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.